The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. You know what I realized grinds my gears today? What grinds your gears, Jack? And it's not just today. It's today that I realized it. Okay. It's when, it's when the commercial you're watching is demonstrating the product in a way that does not have any sort of relation to how it's actually going to be used. Okay. So, for example, today it was the toilet paper commercial where they use it on the forearm to show how absorbed how much it can absorb and the number of times that i have used toilet paper on my forearm is significantly less than the number of times i have used toilet toilet paper not on my forearm i mean who's 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 shitting like that to get <laughs> to get it on their forearm you know i i we've all I mean, we've all had that crazy night where of course. We, we had the the burritos and the the, mm-hmm. the pizza with extra cheese and forgot the lactate. I get that. You know. Yeah. Or here's the other one that that I love. Caitlin pointed this one out to me. The car commercial where they demonstrate the car essentially going straight up the mountainside and then parking on the cliff just before it goes over. Hey, I did that at Wolf Creek, remember? Yes. And then you were right behind us. But you but you were and not Caitlin, the car. You were... And Caitlin said, please keep going, Sean. Yeah. Please keep going, yes. Sean. <laughs> I do remember that one. I, I was gonna say the number of times that I've done that, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times my Honda element has been, you know, I've been looking to go vertical up a hill. They really need to show the car commercials where they show uh, the car. Uh, escaping a police chase because that's much more applicable right you know or the car navigating the uh the neighborhood with all of the bratty kids out in the street not being supervised and you know with with, i mean that that, that, to me that would be the appropriate thing to do or just a car driving through new jersey right i mean really i mean let's be real i mean it's 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 between the potholes and the and the mack trucks and the and the turnpike and the parkway i mean you've got a commercial right there you know you've got a commercial right there the other one i just saw this before we started recording there's an infomercial for um a, a shower head and it starts off with the old shower head in the shower and mm-hmm. there's a woman in the shower who was it in, in black and white no it was not in black well no i don't know if it was or not but the woman is like naked the ghostbusters anti-sign i, I wish it. that was it i <laughs> wish that was it the woman appears to be naked and she's not an attractive woman okay the only thing she is wearing in the shower mm-hmm. is the covid mask and i actually hit the microphone as i was doing this so i'm thinking to myself you're you, you're going to take the shower with the mask on. I, the number of times 
My face feels bigger with my mask, mask on it. <laughs> I can tell you, I can, actually, I was going to say, I can't tell you how many times I've taken the shower, taken a shower where I've been naked with just the mask on. And then I went, went yes, I can. And it's a negative number. Right. Okay. The, uh, I just feel like as, as I, Hey, age, COVID comes through the pipes, you know, it go, comes through those water. I, I feel like that's comes through the those title water of the droplets. episode or the title of my next horror novel. COVID comes through the pipes. Yep. At, or my erotic horror novel. Your erotic novel? Erotic novel. COVID comes through the pipes and then it yeah. shows up. Right. So good thing you were wearing that mask. Yeah. Otherwise. Oh, would have gotten me there that's like that's like when you go skydiving and you wear the helmet and then the chute doesn't open the helmet is back with the other helmets afterwards saying it's a good thing he was there or i would have hit the ground directly (laughs) right (laughs) that helmet's wearing you for protection (laughs) thank you jerry seinfeld yeah oh Oh, man man. that's so, so that was my morning cool yeah yeah so speaking of that was my morning Welcome to How You Play the Game, because that's the transition today. The official podcast of the Yosef Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of March. The year is 2024. As always, you can check us out online at osafoundation.org. You can contact the show electronically using the email address podcast at osafoundation.org. And on social media, you'll find us at facebook.com slash osafoundation.org. X, formerly Twitter and Instagram, are both at OSA Foundation and hashtag how you play the game. And with me today, as always, the producer engineer of the show is Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, good morning, good afternoon, and what's up? How's how's that showering with the mask going? Oh, uh, non-existent. Good. I mean, the showering is existent, but the mask isn't. Good. Um, I started uh, I started working out again. This is not a joke. I, I actually started exercising. I know. Good thing we're sitting down. It's hard to believe. I, think, I started I think, moving. I, I think I, I think I'm bleeding in my chest. Right. <laughs> well, to prevent that, I'm exercising, <laughs> and uh, I did this uh, program called Better Me. It's okay. a it's an app with like these inside walking routine uh, exercises, and uh, this is not an ad, by the way, uh, but um, I feel great. You know, it just started a couple days now. So you walk um, inside? Yeah, so you do like marching in place, arms moving, like a aer- almost like aerobics. Actually, I think it really is a fancy word for just aerobics. But um it's like 11 minutes of solid moving and it it's it's a lot. Like I'm I was sweating bullets at the end of it. All right, I have two points. Number 1, if, oh no! If Here better me would Listen, like, wait for it, folks. Wait for if it. Better go me ahead. would like to pay us to uh, to advertise. Okay. We will gladly do that. Okay. Okay. And number two, I feel like if I were to videotape this, this would be some sort of plagiarism of something from Tim and Eric. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I mean, this is akin to you trying to find the ball on the 13th fairway skipping around. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> except except for that one, I was not in place. That's true. Okay. You were actually moving around. I was moving And I around. do have video footage of that. Yes. I, and there was it was definitely much more of a prance. <laughs> right. That was a march. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, that but was, I guess that was brilliant. In both situations, whether yours or mine, that Cinco phone is not going anywhere. You kidding me? This thing's, this thing's right here. Okay, <laughs> two pounds, but that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy as hell. <laughs> two antennas, for double reception. <laughs> right. Press no, no times. times for zero. <laughs> Um, getting me some of this cream to take home so uh yeah so uh it it's going pretty well so far so we'll see how yeah we'll see how it goes i'm i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to get the workout in every morning at 5 30 a.m because i want to work want to wake up early get ready for class and and then go you are you are a strange man because i don't even know what the hell 5 30 a.m is oh well it's a it's a time that's before noon Okay. Actually, you're we're in before noon now. Actually, that's true. That is true. Um, so it's a time before eleven a.m. Okay. Um, it's uh, it, it it takes sometimes it takes a lot of work to wake up at that time. Right. Um, that's usually when the sun's not up. If that's I know that's tough for you to comprehend. Um, it. it <laughs> Jack, For those of you not watching the simulcast, Jack, Jack. I have rested my forehead on the microphone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, it feel it feels good. Hopefully it works out and I'll keep I'll keep you I will keep you abreast of any developments. Okay. Great use of the yeah. word abreast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I wish you weight loss and health. Thank and you. and and maybe and then I'm you like, can't call me fat anymore. Wait, when did I ever do that? <laughs> well, no, you've never called me fat. You have called me. Well, no, you you have indirectly said a few times, uh, "You're not walking, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I will admit to that. <laughs> You're not walking the course, right? I, 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 that was going to be my next question. Was, are we walking or are we still in the car? The, and and, and Which, that really honestly, listen, you got to laugh at yourself. I don't. I don't take offense to that at all. I know there are people who do, but I. I don't. I because it's true. Like I'm a lazy sack of shit, and like this. We need that to be this, a drop on the show. Okay. This. 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 Yeah. This exercise is going to hopefully motivate me a little bit more. And, uh, you know, it, I'll, I, maybe I'll walk the course one day. One day. One day. Not, uh, that day is not today. No, not today. And, but one day. And I just, I guess, you know, it works in your favor, too, because the more we use the cart, mm -hmm. the more I have to get of the tab for your bail. Right. You know? So when I eventually drop all the weight and I'm finally appealing to many women, <laughs> Then, then, believe then, it or not, somehow that still won't happen. Well, see, but that, see, that the you have the same problem that I have with that one, and that is we we open our mouths, right? You know, if we don't talk, and we appear dark and disturbed, yes, Minish. exactly. Oh, dark and disturbed. Yes. <laughs> like I'm disturbed. I'm <laughs> inadequate. I have it all. <laughs> That's you. You are, you, yeah. and and you are the Costanza of our of our relationship here. So yes, yep, I am. Oh man, so, we've really gotten. I mean, we haven't even talked about anything, and I think the episode's already done. Now, this is good sportsmanship yeah, right here. That it is. That it yeah. is. Being able to take a joke and working out and improving yourself—they're right. all great. Right. Two things I can't do. Right. Right. Okay. Good. That's that's no, where I the show it. breaks get pulled. Okay. 
Okay. Well, it's been great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so you want to talk about some stuff? Yeah, let's get to it. All right. I've got I've got two things, and I've got a surprise thing for you as well, and just in case we Ooh. have the time. Okay. Okay. So the first one we'll discuss is the thing that you actually read. We'll start off easy. How about that? Okay, good. All right. reading, reading is hard to begin with, with which to begin. Thank you. So... Speaking of uh, uh, of speaking, Caitlin sent me a a, a post yesterday <laughs> that uh, that the Webster's Dictionary has now come out and officially said it's okay to end your sentence in a preposition. Absolutely not. Exactly. I, I said no. It. I said I I, I refuse I, to believe it. We're going to boycott Webster's. Yes. Is it Miriam Webster? We're all we're yes. boycotting them. Okay. Yes. We're, we are now going to stick to the off-brand dictionaries. Right. Okay. The old right. OBDs, if you will. Fake dictionary. Fake dictionaries. <laughs> the, 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 the tagline will just read, fake dick. That's it. Fic fictionaries. Fictionaries. Oh, I like that. Fictionary. Fictionaries. Is that I think thing? my entire life is a fictionary. Fictionary? Is that a thing, really? I don't know. Like, that's a cool play on words. I believe that, that is the entire autobiography of Cosmo Kramer in the shape of a coffee table book. Oh, is the best book editing software for writers. Is fictionary? Yeah. Uh. Okay, never mind. All right. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna support them. No. So anyway, <laughs> um the first thing we need to discuss. This happened mm -hmm. uh about middle of February up in uh, Syracuse, New York. Now yeah. We recognize that this is not necessarily directly related to athletics and sports and competition, but there are connections, and we wanted to draw those connections, and that's how this whole thing came about, okay? Yeah. There was a situation at a middle school in Syracuse where a parent basically walked into the middle school and punched a teacher in front of 25 or so kids multiple mm -hmm. times um and uh the whole thing as you're reading it and you're unpacking it sounds so much like a scenario that could happen on a baseball field or another sports related turf if you will um according to what we've been able to unpack from various sources um there was a young girl in the in a class um who was who was trying to be disciplined for various reasons and uh she this this girl threatened the teacher by saying well my mom will take care of this and um she, the teacher then filed a, a a report at the end of the school day just to say i think i've been threatened the next day at the beginning of the school day the mom, who's about four foot ten, uh, <clears throat> disguised herself by putting a you know a hooded sweatshirt up and making herself look like a student, and just casually walked in with the rest of the kids. Uh, whether or not it helped, the grandmother tried to get in as well, but she was stopped by security, and um, the security officer was was trying to detain the grandmother. And that's may that may have contributed to the mother getting in. The mother then goes right into the classroom, assaults the uh, teacher by punching her in the face, 
The teacher suffered a concussion, a nasal bone fracture, and a maxillary spine fracture at the base of her nose. Uh, 25 to 30 students witnessed the attack. The uh, woman then left and was later arrested. And the, the narrative here is more about the fact that the authority figure who is trying to discipline the student is not safe, which sounds very much like a sports official who is in charge of trying to, you know, manage a game and, a, you know, and an and a, and a athletic competition, which may involve discipline and a coach or a parent or an unruly fan just saying, no, I'm going to take this into my own hands and show that official who's boss. In in the scenario, there were multiple different other factors that came in, like the the woman or the girl who was uh, they attempted to discipline. The grandmother said that uh, this girl had been bullied and the school didn't do anything about it, but the school had also been suspended a multitude of times. And so you, you start to wonder if there was, you know, this is just a narrative that, the grandmother is creating to make the, the the granddaughter, the student, look innocent, but in reality, she's not. I mean, we we just we simply don't have all of those facts. Um, but it's it 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 just it just reeks of insanity. And then people would ask, well, how could a mother just walk in and what's wrong with the security? I said, no, there's nothing wrong with the security. The fact of the matter is that the security guard was dealing with the grandmother. The security guard was was distracted by the grandmother who was trying to do the same thing as the mother. So, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like a scenario where people get by security and we're like, well, where was the security? The security was there and and reacted properly, you know. So it just it, it saddens me that what we have to experience on the field, you know, as 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 a baseball umpire, there's always a part of me that that fears for that. And that is now getting into the classroom, um, you know, where rather than trying to sit down and examine the situation, um, we just take matters into our own hands. And there's never there's never a moment where people look internally and say, could this be my child's fault? What can I do better? What's you know, it's it's always point the finger at somebody else and get your pound of flesh that way. So. You you're you are an educator, Sean, as 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 I somewhat am as well. So when you when you read this, how did you react? Well, <clears throat> I mean, this is going on. This was this sort of thing has been going on for a while now, and um, <clears throat> I, I I actually I actually saw this article when it when it first <clears throat> when news of it first broke. Um, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago and um, I, I read through some of it and um, just the fact that it just blends in with all the other stories of this happening is sort of telling enough that this has become part of our society now where, you know, authority figures in, in, in education, whether that's a teacher or a principal or what have you, there's just no respect anymore. And I think the reason is, well, there's a number of reasons. The biggest reason is the internet and social media. I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's, 
because you know kids they post videos on TikTok about uh, and 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 say s- stupid shit and they say hey look what I can get away with with which and you can get away which, well look with which way with, 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 well no I'm going to say with because they don't know proper grammar that's fair um and uh you know whether that's ripping sinks out of the bathroom wall or hitting a teacher on the back of the head or even calling a teacher by their first name there's a there's a there's a several videos of this guy who goes around the school just calling teachers by their first name and okay you know what i admit sometimes the teachers reactions are kind of funny like the cool ones are kind of funny but there are te- there are some teachers who are really pissed off about that and the problem is is that there's i was actually just talking about this with sarah this morning before she left for work that there is no uh there's no accountability there's no there's no sense of as you said looking inside ourselves and and looking at ways that we can or just even thinking of why this remotely might be a bad idea right and and because the, because a lot of people in this generation are selfish they're selfish and they only they 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 see what they see what they see and they think oh since it's on the internet then it must be okay to do in real life and you know what goes from calling a teacher by their first name could turn into maybe not you know not not coming into class or not doing an assignment and not doing a test and then skipping school and then you know one thing could lead to another vandalism and then and then you know it it's one after another and you know or one thing leads to another i should say but i think really a large another large component of it besides social media is the fact that you know there have always been point there have always been moments in our society where people protest and people protest against uh, established norms. Um, and and everyone who thinks they protest think they're doing it for all the right reasons. And in some cases, maybe they are. But the problem is that, and this is political again, uh, but it's the extreme ends of each spectrum that get into their minds that they're they're the only ones who are right. And that particularly with, you know, people on the extreme left, they think, oh, well, there are protests happening all over the world, you know, like with, with Israel and Palestine and, and, uh, and, and with uh, Black Lives Matter and, and everything else. And I'm like, this is not, this is not fighting to keep your land. This is about not being a dick in school. <laughs> Like, like you, there will always be someone telling you what to do, whether that's a teacher, a principal, a coach, uh, a, a, a police officer, a, 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 a government official, someone will always be telling you what you can and can't do. Okay. That's not to say you can't argue with them or, or have a, have a, a, a conversation about it, but if, but there are laws in place for this very reason. And 
So when you have these instances occurring of complete social disregard when it comes to uh, when it comes to how you act towards an authority figure, then there's chaos. I mean, there was a story. I can't remember where it was. Just a, it was I think maybe in Virginia, where they instituted a policy where cell phones had to be left at the door. They like st students couldn't have cell phones in class. They had to keep them in their locker, or they had to keep them in some sort of sanctioned locker by the front door, by the front entrance of the school, or something. I can't, I can't remember the specifics, but. What I do remember is that once the students found out what was going to happen, they all rioted. They 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 were like they were just like tearing shit up in the hallways and and vandalizing everything. Like a majority of the student population was doing this. And they had to shut down the school for 3 days. And and it's like this is not okay. Like you you are being given a rule and you have to follow it. It's, this is not, you, you know, they say, they say art imitates life. Well, school does not imitate life. You are in a school setting, an academic setting. Okay. This is not a democracy. School is not a democracy. The teacher has the authority. You have to follow the rules. Okay. Rules are there for a reason. It's not meant to be like, oh, this is a dictatorship. This is not meant to be like this is total this is totalitarian because these are minors. These are kids. You don't have the right to vote yet. <laughs> oh, you don't and most of you can't drive, right? Like you need to follow the rules. And if you want to say something in in a friendly way like, "Oh, I disagree with this." Okay, you can say that, but in the end, rules are rule and you have to follow it. And guess what? When you go out into public, maybe you have a few more, maybe you have some more rights because you're an adult and you can make your own decisions, but they still have to be within the context of the law, right? You can't, and, and now you're following a different set of rules that are different from school, right? So it's, you have to be trained at a young age to realize that no, you don't always get what you want. Sometimes you have to work for it. You have to work for it all the time. And even if it's and if it's something that is distressing or can be have a negative impact on on anyone else, then no, sorry, you can't do that. No, you can't dress however you want. No, we have a dress code in place because this is a professional environment. This is academia, right? This is not the mall after after school. This is not your local hangout. This is not the park. You can't, you know, there are rules in place for a reason. And as I said, this blatant social disregard for, for teachers is, it's getting out of control. And you wonder why, and this is, this is linked to umpires. There's a teacher shortage, and there's going to continue to be. More and more people are leaving the public education sector, exactly because of situations like this. I can't tell you how many videos and how many news stories I see of teachers getting assaulted because, you know, they took a, a kid's switch away in class. And this kid is like 250 pounds, six and a half feet tall. 
and like beat the teacher to death almost. And like, how are you, what are you supposed to do about that? Right. So I really think that it's going to come to a point where it's going to get so extreme that, and I'm, it's, I'm sure it's been done before, but you know, the police have to be called. And it's if in a case of these riots where they had to shut down the school for like three days, you, you call you, if I was that principal, I would be on that phone with the police department. I'd be like, get your SWAT team over here and flush this place out. Like, get them out. <laughs> like, put, really, put them in juvie. They need to be taught a lesson. And it's as extreme as that is, what else can you do? Because we've let it get this bad, unfortunately. And if we had not let it get this bad and we have regulated social media a little bit more and we have provided a positive example to students more frequently, you know, then this, a lot of this wouldn't have happened. And I think that, you know, yes, part of it is students that do this don't have any quantitative reasoning in their head. Like, oh, this might be a bad idea because maybe they were, they were never taught that or they don't know any better or they come from disadvantaged or uh, families or they uh, you know, they need help mental. Maybe it's a mental problem. I don't know, but action has to be taken. Right. So I'm, I've talked for like what, five minutes straight. You think that was only five minutes? Was it five minutes? I'm going to go with 15,000 minutes, 15,000 minutes. Yeah. Okay. I'm, but to summarize, <laughs> I could go on and on about this. I'm sorry. But to summarize, um, the, the, the problem is social media and the lack of authority and um, what is happening in the real world with these civil injustices is being, you know, the media is covering them in a way that, hey, if you act too, violently and inappropriately no matter what the situation you'll get what you want and you look at the both situations and it's not parallel at all you know it, it's so i think kids today are taking things too literally when they when they see stuff like that in the news and they're not getting the whole story like no if you riot and you cause like damage you will be arrested and you will go to jail like in school, there's no concept of that because there's no jail in school. There's no, you know, there's no, uh, it's like, okay, you go to the principal's office. And that's not scary anymore. Forget, I used to be petrified. Remember that? I, like to go to the principal's office, I would be, I'd be pissing my pants. If I, I, I went once when I was in third grade because this kid wouldn't stop bothering me behind me. And I, and I turned back and yelled at him, and the teacher thought I was the problem. So the teacher in third grade grabbed my ear and dragged me to the principal's office. And and I was never I've been never been so scared in my entire life. Right. And that I mean, even though it wasn't really my fault, I mean I kind of I guess egged him on a little bit, but I never misbehaved like that again. And I feel like if there was, if social media was in place when we were growing up, I don't know how I would have acted. It's, it's like, 
it's a completely different world now. And um, it's, I don't know, it, but that's my, those are my more than two cents. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Old Man Yells at Cloud Therapy Podcast <laughs> with Sean Ryan. <laughs> my name is Klaus Hergesheimer, <laughs> and I have nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed uh, right. in this <laughs> Now, right. first of all, you're going to be getting a bill for my, my services of having to listen to that, all right? But oh, oh you know I mean, I just, that <laughs> was, that's the line that's, that's the line I, okay, I make sure I just want to make sure that's the line. Now listen, um, I want to go back to something that you said very early in your in your monologue there, and that's about mm -hmm. protest. Um, you know the 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 First Amendment guarantees us the right to peacefully congregate and protest in those ways, but. We, we have to put that into context and the best context that I can use is, and I don't, you know, I, I, I was, I forget, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I cannot remember what the context was at all, but like, if you try and compare the, um, the civil rights movement to some of the stuff that's going on today, it's night and day, you know, the, the, the parts of the civil rights movement that we do remember and that we use as a foundation for our growth in society it, it, that's the part where everything was peaceful and they they led by example there was there there was no violence there was no well, there, there was some i mean was, let, let's put it this way no, but but i guess the point that i'm making is that the violent parts are not the parts that we use right and i'm not saying i'm not saying violence on the parts of of you know the the people who were trying to you know get rid of you know to 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 push the, the protesters back you know the fire hoses and 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 the mm -hmm. smoke bombs all you know all that stuff it's you no know, it's about the people who were protesting and how right. how silent they were how they would they would basically when when they would be um attacked their their response was not violent it was pick up the thing you know the the flag that you held and just keep marching you know, right. there was never return, you know, return fire once they start firing on you. Um, that's the part that I think we conveniently forget because especially today where race relations have been what they have been in the last X number of years uh, for the various reasons that we can, you know, we have dissected and will continue to dissect the, the extreme sides of it are what are in the forefront of our mind not what truly was the foundation of how we made progress during that time in our history it right. it mirrors um a lot of the the stuff that we see in certain religious texts and 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 uh and historical um accounts i think of you know, and again, I'm just using this because that's what I've studied. But there's there was a lot of that in 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 the New Testament, where the the narrative was not that you know the the Messiah would come and you know be this you know holy warrior with a sword. It was more along the lines of this this peaceful um, man who, who who was you know was 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 more about 
turning the other cheek. And again, I recognize that we can look at all of that in so many different ways. I'm, I'm very much just kind of tapping the surface, touching the surface with this, scratching the surface too, if you will. But it, it, it's just, the, you know, the, 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 the generalized concepts of, you know, the, 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 the peaceful protest, the, the, the leading by example, uh, those are the ways that we make change and how we how we address certain things and as you kind of went along in what you were saying the students who riot the students who refuse to follow the rules in a in in, in a, a tantrum or in a violent response are for all intents and purposes doing it the wrong way now granted i will concede that kids children are they they invoke a different set of standards okay mm-hmm. um when when we deal with when we deal with youth we we really have to change the approach to a certain degree because these are kids they, they're not developed the way that most humans and adult humans are expected to be um you know it's it, it kind of go it kind of goes into that you know when i when i have you know examined my own life and whatnot you know you, i i bring up a lot of memories from my childhood you know where and 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 the the overarching thought is you were a kid you didn't know any better you know in those types of scenarios and i'm not saying that i was a, a violent teenager it was more about the things where i i maybe i said something or i did something that was inconsequential but it was like you didn't you didn't know you were you were 12 years old you know that's you know it's not it's it's you're learning through that and but but the way that the way that you know you've described these things this is not you know the just just the you know the 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 latter part of the bell curve. This is very extreme. This is out there, man. I mean, yeah. we can all agree that yes, kids are gonna kids are gonna act certain ways because they they just don't have the life experience to 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 understand what's proper and what's not proper. But oh my God, not like this, right? You know? And it's rebe- and it's you know rebellion's a, par- a natural part of growing up, right? Um, you know, but uh, to I don't know. It, it's 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 gotten to a point where it's we can't go back. Well, and um I mean we can, but extreme measures need to be taken. And he, but here's the other part of it too, okay? Cuz this applies both in the scenario with this this mom going into the teacher and attacking her as well as it does in any athletic competition involving youth, okay? The adults who are not directly involved. So this would not, you know, in, in, in a sports scenario, this would be the coaches and the parents and the fans. But mm-hmm. and and in and the in this scenario with the with the the woman and the teacher, it's the parents and whatnot. Okay. They have to have the maturity to step back and say, if there truly is a problem here, if I really believe that my child is being unfairly prosecuted, so to speak, there is a proper way to deal with this. And violence and aggression and anything that falls under that heading is not part of that solution. If this mom truly believed that there was an issue here, okay, her job there, even if I'll even concede in compromise the idea of going into the school dressed as the kid, okay, disguising herself, get into that school. And then instead of attacking the teacher, get into the principal's office and sit down and wait for that principal to come in and say, 
okay, you and I have to have a talk. That would have been a better, a more creative way of trying to solve this than what she chose, okay? Um, That's my point, is that that we, I don't, you know, I there, there's a time to cast a wide net, and and there's also a time to realize that there are going to be extreme examples or other examples that just don't fall into those categories. And yes, sometimes we have to be creative, but the overwhelming majority of the time, it does not require a reaction such as this. If your kid has a call go against him on a ball field, okay, verbally or physically assaulting an umpire is not the answer. It's it's right. taking a step back and examining the situation as a whole to figure out what happened, why it happened, and what we can do to do better. In this situation, if you really believe that your daughter is the is the victim here, even though the evidence says, you know, potentially the the, the other side of things, you you've got to get into that principal's office calmly, coolly and collectively and say what's going on? And how do we work as a team to make this better? It's that simple. It's it's yeah. it's you know the this and when and when we approach it that way, the stringency of the rules suddenly takes on a, a much more conducive tone. It becomes natural rather than what you've described, which is we've got to stay within these confines because we do, we absolutely yes. do. Take the path of least resistance here, people. You know, right. prioritize what's really going on and 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 try and use common sense. It's the old, you know, sleep on it for 24 hours and then take a look at it. You know, it's just it, most most of the time when 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 our emotions are high like that, wait, wait, go to bed, wake up the next morning and see how you feel. Rather than you know, going into your 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 laboratory to enact a plan like this, <laughs> you know, it's it's usually the better. There wouldn't be Bond villains without that. No, there would not be. And you know what? Shame on me for even thinking that. Idiot. <sighs> yeah, I am just. I am. I am just. I I am the king of amateur hour. Okay, is what I am. The amateur hour, if you will. Right. Um. The, the, <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, further elucidating your point, you know, the the whole thing with, you know, once you once you deal with it with a level head, right? The rules seem more logical. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 uh, there's a reason why we have policies and rules in place because at some point someone did something stupid. And messed it up for everyone else. Yeah. So, rules and laws have to be created to keep to prevent things like that from happening again. It's funny you say that, and you know, I was thinking about the whole calling the teacher by the first name thing. Okay, mm-hmm. because as an educator myself, when I when I have played those roles, okay, I make it a point of depending upon the scenario, obviously, but I make it a point at times to say, look, to me. It does not matter how you refer to me. If I'm teaching, um, like like high school and down, different mm-hmm. story. Again, right. kids totally different. Okay. Right. When I was doing a lot of college teaching, for example, I would say, "Look, 
to be completely honest and vulnerable, I really don't care what you call me, whether you call me Jack or Professor Furlong. It doesn't matter to me because I don't see myself as anything more than the you know the guy in charge, the leader. I don't I don't put myself up on an, on an egotistical pedestal. I recognize it's a respect thing. I recognize all of that, but to me, I feel like I'm going to reach you more with the way I do things if I don't have that requirement. However, kids of that age can and sometimes do take advantage of that and then they ruin it for everybody right you know and yeah to to, again like so for where i teach um like i said i i uh the it just at the college level these days it seems like being a freshman in college is just 13th grade yes yes so that's really what this is. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're legally adults, but I think mentally they're not there yet. Well, I mean, and, and, and I don't mean to, I'm not trying to, to, to shit on the parade here. Okay. <laughs> you, but you, you, you called it 13th grade. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. that is that, I mean, and I, I hate to break it to people, you know, Sean, you teach at a community college, right? Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, it. Even before the 20th century ended right did didn't community college junior college and whatnot didn't they have that connotation to a small degree whether right wrong or indifferent sure and you know it's but i think it's much more now i think it's much more i think it's much more noticeable um well with basically everything standards everything that you've said social media and the way that everything has gone it's i mean it has exponentially grown deteriorated you know so I think that with my students, um, m- all of them call me professor. Um, I've even gotten doctor sometimes, yeah. which I'm not going to argue that, <laughs> even though I'm not. But, uh, you know, if you, that's fine. Just, just fine. I, just fine. Uh, but um, I'm – it's funny. Outside of the classroom – is a different story. Like, I feel like if, if you see me in the hall or if you see me at the student center and someone accidentally says, Hey, Sean. And I go and I look and I'm like, excuse me. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world because again, they're college aged and it's not within the confines of the classroom. And it's, you know, it's, you know it's it's fine to a certain extent but when they get in the habit of doing that during class and it gets to be a little bit much well it depends on what they're trying to say too are they trying to challenge you or are they trying to continue to 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 right learn from you well that's the thing it's the context it's the context that's why i think you know, within within a classroom setting, I think it. I have to be a little bit more strict. Um, but outside of the classroom, you know, you see me in a social situation. I'm I'm a little bit more lax with with something like that. Um, but, yeah, but you know, it it also also has to do with the subject. I think you know. I so I teach music. Music's an art form. It conveys expression. It necessitates expression and connection, right? And so I feel like having a more personal connection with a student is almost 
not only not 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 just re- not just recommended but almost necessary when you there's when a level of mandatory to it when you need to when you t- when you're dealing with an art form right and you're dealing with a, a sense music has a large sense of community to it because of all the ensembles and all the rehearsing and the practicing and the one-on-one work and you know just you're making music together and you're you're expressing your emotions together and so there is a there's a there's a necessary level of of a personal connection that cannot be denied um and i'm all about that you know i'm 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 all about making the personal connection with my students uh whether that's grabbing a cup of coffee with them at the student center or sitting down and talking with them about their homework or anything else going on in their life because teachers especially at this level are members of the community and we are not just professors sitting in front of a classroom, standing in front of a classroom. We, sometimes we are, you know, a lot of times these students are going through shit and they right. need an ear. They need, they need to talk and I'm there to listen. Obviously we have services on campus that, that help them with deeper psychological and, and uh, sociological issues. But when it comes down to it, we have to wear many hats in this in this profession and that's one of them do you have a hat um, collection i have a i do have a hat collection because i was going to say you you reference the hats a lot i do i do yeah i'm not wearing a hat right now well i'm wearing headphones that's technically one eighth of a hat that's like saying a hot dog is a sandwich yeah well that that's the stumper. That's not. That's, we, we, we were we on we were on this like this we this giant stream of consciousness trying to solve the world's problems. I we mentioned the question of whether a hot dog is a sandwich. Impossible. Rock yeah. dead silence. Just just can't nope. We it. can't figure this one out. Can't do it. But um, but going back to my point from before, you know, there's a thin line between a former students. You can call me whatever you you can call me dickhead. I don't care. <laughs> Like you, well, I call yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, um, you know, that that's fine. But but current students refrain from calling me by my first name. But if you do it, like if you're excited to see me and you just blurt out Sean, I'm not gonna be it's not the end of the world. Um and then I will not allow I will not allow current students uh to know my address or or I feel like I that. Live. I feel like that should that's, be the case no matter what. You that know? should be the case no matter what. And like, I, think, I don't want. I, I don't want people to know where I live. Period. R- right. So, well, <laughs> right. But um, there are some professors out there who are very close with their students, and it's like at a, at the college level, it's much more forgivable because these, you know, obviously these students are they're adults, um, but there is a conflict of issue situation that may arise depending on the nature of the relationship of course but um you know professional and 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 casual relationships need to be separate um so i do not allow that whatsoever but um now again once they're done and they're out of my purview uh then there's no limit like oh yeah you want to come over and hang out sure you know, you graduated, let's have a party, you know, let's celebrate. Like I, at the end of the, at the end of the spring semester for my kids who have gone through, I call them kids. I mean, mentally they are, but we still who are. Have gone, 
yeah, I know. I need an adult. I am an adult. What? <laughs> um, but when they're done with when they're done with the 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 theory sequence, right, of going through all the courses, uh, I take them out. I take them out to celebrate, and that's perfectly fine, mm-hmm. you know. And you don't have to go as a you know if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. But it's a camaraderie thing. It's right. it's to celebrate your achievements and. I would be almost remiss if I didn't do something for them because it's again, it's 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 a big deal to graduate. It's a big deal to finish a course sequence. It's a it's a it's an accomplishment and it should be celebrated, right? right. So um so at and this is why I like teaching college, is because you know it's not as stringent as a public school because again, these these students are adults. Um, and they, you would like to think that for the most part, they have the wherewithal to be able to separate things, sometimes not, in which case I have to yank the cord. Um, but at the beginning of the semester, I give all of my students my cell phone number and say, listen, a lot of you don't even know how to use email (laughs) or respond to email. So if you're going to be late or you're going to be absent or you want to get to get to get get together for extra help, you shoot me a text. I'll answer that sooner than an email anyway. So, you know, it's it's now you can't do that with you can't do that with students under the age of 18. No, but but with these are these are adults legally. So, yeah, I think it's it's a good way to be accessible to them. But but again, when you're dealing with kids and I'm by kids, I mean under the age of 18 and you give them a little bit of slack, be prepared. Cause again, no good deed goes unpunished. You give the, you give the geese a little piece of bread. It's going to come back for more and it's going to expect more. And you have to set a bar that is very strict. Like, you are not to refer to me as by my first name, and you you need to be respectful of myself and of others. That needs to be established right away. Um, and I've taught in public school before. It is compl- It is a completely different animal and much more difficult than teaching college. Like by by a long shot. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's so it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm done with public school. I've taught in public school for a number of years, and um, it's it's unfortunately the negative experiences have outweighed the positive ones. And this is like 15 years ago. I, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like now. I cannot imagine. Well, I mean, that's so, just, it's this, it's, and and unfortunately, the same thing is kind of growing in academia in general as we as we even look at our, you know. Uh, preferences of of college and and above i mean right you know it's just the the rules are different you know the standards are different the the yep. norms are different and you know to kind of circle it back to the, the the story in general it's just i mean i remember hearing stories from almost 20 years ago where even at at a prestigious and my alma mater okay uh, the, the a a four year private institution of high regard. 
parents were calling professors demanding to talk about a student's grade in like a 100 level course. And it's just, you, it. you can't do it. You just can't. I mean, the, nope. this, so, so the, the way that's that actually against that's actually so that you could get fired for that actually. Yeah. Um, cause the, the, that's a legal thing. Cause the student is an adult. Right. Um, and does just cause you're paying for their education doesn't mean that gives you carte blanche to do whatever you want. Correct. This is like the, the fan being rowdy in the ballpark. Well, right. I paid for these tickets. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, but there are rules. You don't get to, you don't get to walk into the movie theater, the crowded movie theater and shout fire just cause you have freedom of speech, <laughs> you know? Right. You, you can't do it. So it's the same thing. And it, I mean, this this whole thing kind of ties together in just that the the no matter the uh, the the setting, whether it's athletics or academics or really anything else, I I respect that things are contextual. I respect that things, you know, we we ha we, we there are a lot of things that are case by case. Um, and I, and I'm certainly not going to negate any of that because I do, I do feel very strongly about how we have to, we have to value context and examine things on a case by case basis. But I also believe that, you know, an incident such as this, where a parent feels it's necessary to take matters into their own hands this way and how that relates to, you know, or, or, or can describe so many other scenarios in terms of sportsmanship. You know, it's just it's just not good. So, we you know we 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 need to reexamine what it means to disagree. What it means to have you can you can respect authority without agreeing with authority. Correct. You know. Yes. You 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 you. Yeah, I said a, that numerous times. That's absolutely true. In a courtroom, you rise for the judge when he or she enters, for respect for the position, not necessarily the human being. Mm -hmm. Okay, we we hope that the person wearing the robe is as honorable as they should be. I mean, their the honor is in their name. Exactly. Right. You know, we call them, but that but see, and then that goes to the whole thing of. How you address somebody when mm -hmm. you're when you when you're in a court of law, you address the, the judge as your honor. Yeah. Um, you know, then if you see the judge at the bar later, you can call them by their first name. But, right. you know, that's the standard of how these things work out. And right. you know, that's much more stringent than, you know, the 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 professor student relationship. But the but the connections are there. Yeah. You know, you're not going to you're not going to get fined and put in contempt of court because you call the professor by their first name right you might do that you might have that happen in court you know yes. so don't right. do that there no you know no, absolutely it's, very, it's actually very similar i've seen this done in like doctor's offices too where um the doctor and the spouse both work in the same office and and the spouse might be like the secretary or the nurse mm -hmm. and you I, I see them and i'm like you guys are married You've clearly seen each other naked. I'm assuming. You probably call each other by the first by your first names, but when they're in the office, no, they call them doctor. Right. And to me, again, this is me talking. I feel like I have the wherewithal to respect that and say in these scenarios, 
To me, that doesn't make sense. But when you pull the lens back and you and you look at it from the, what we've just discussed over this entire episode, there's a reason that that's done, right. and it's to preserve boundaries. It's to be careful. It's to it's to it's to cross your t's and dot your i's to a right. certain degree. You know. Yeah. So. Yep. Again, it's the 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 message here is that there there needs to be we need to have better choices we need to have we need to be able to uh when we disagree with things we need to be able to express that disappointment or that disagreement in ways that are respectful and that properly vulnerably communicate what we are thinking and feeling rather than just going on the offensive um and that and and the context of that whether it's sports or not doesn't really matter right in general you know right. yeah so uh i thank you for talking most of the time so that i did not have to <laughs> yeah like i don't even like i don't even think we have to look at any of the other topics like screw it we'll save that for another episode sometime. yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah. let's just let's just put the bow on it here and uh what was your my what did you have a surprise for me that was another topic that was another topic okay so i'm just saying screw it you get no surprise okay. oh well see see what happens when you turn the podcast into a therapy session where you can just vent you lose <laughs> out on a surprise so for the past 147 episodes what what, what were you doing <laughs> not a hell of a lot in fact i'll go as far as to say nothing I was doing the podcast nothing. about nothing. It's a, well, we're sitting on a gold mine, Trebek. Why didn't we start that? Listen, if the guy who started the Aqua Teen Hunger Force podcast called Dancing is Forbidden can get so famous that he gets put on an episode of Aqua Teen, we can start the podcast about nothing and suddenly get invited to the Seinfeld reunion. Okay. Yes, that would be great. And you, you will be playing a young George Costanza. And and I, who am I, Putty? Maybe the soup. I'd say maybe. <laughs> I want. I would. I mean, I don't think you're quite Jerry. No, you're like maybe a mixture of Jerry and Kramer. But... I think that's fair. Yeah. So I don't know. I, with, with with just with with a crumb of Art Vandelay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. <laughs> the judge the at the end? Yeah. Oh, the architect. The architect, not the importer-exporter. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> you know I've always wanted to pretend that the I'm The latex salesman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's something, if there's another character that I would be. I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm Kenny Banya? I, maybe I'm a little <laughs> Banya. It could be a You're little. You're a mixture of characters, I think. I, I could, be, maybe, you know what? I'm the uh, the jazz musician that Elaine dates in that one episode. Oh, Clive. No. Um, the the tenor sax player. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You know, you know where I'm going with this. I can't, I, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember his name, though. Uh, well, that'll be the, the cliffhanger for the next episode. Kind of like the Jeep on the edge of the cliff and how that means nothing to me when they're trying to sell me a car. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Yeah. So. Perfect. Well, um. I was going to thank you, but I and, and and I had a name for you, and I can't remember what it was. It wasn't Sean. It was it was something about being you know old and curmudgeon-y. Uh, so whoever the hell you are, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
As always, you can check us out at osipfoundation.org. Contact the show, podcast at osipfoundation.org, facebook.com slash osipfoundation, X and Instagram at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Uh, We'll talk to everybody in just a few short weeks. And until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the Osip Foundation Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.